podcastjuice.net Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Michael Dean Show. My name is Michael Dean and you're listening to us on podcastjuice.net. Joining me today, Mr. Ant Pooh. Sir, how are you? Uh, I, I respectfully ask you to no longer call me by my slave name. I want to go by Top Gang Thug. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna yes, we're gonna ask you about some of those gang thug meetings you uh, apparently were trying to set up with the Trump administration. But we'll come back to that. Also <laughs> joining us is Mr. Sean Hill. Sir, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, like feeling like Dr. Frankenstein over here, or Mr. Frankenstein. But other than that, I'm I'm doing great. All right. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer, how are you? Oh, man. Interesting week. Started off in San Francisco, ended up in the snow in South Lake, but I'm back at Casa Sexy. All right. <laughs> and a so sh- shout out to our other comrade out there, Mr. Q Storm. He's out in the field. Uh, well, I shouldn't say it like that. He's out there doing work uh, in his own entrepreneurial things. He's not working on the field as a slave, but he is out there doing his thing. <laughs> now, you know you're going to hear about I know he's going to hear it. Shout out to him. Uh, Q is always Q, and we love that. And uh, we, we, we respect and love my brother. So shout out, sir. Want you to come on back Do to the we? show. Nah, <laughs> yes. You know we got to talk about you when you're not here. That's what we do. But anyway, let's get this thing started, man. A lot of stuff to get through. Uh, let's start with some movies real quick. Uh, now, y'all know me. I'm in the minority, apparently. But I loved Batman v Superman. Um, high, uh, uh, I liked it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You did like it, too. I highly anticipate oh. Justice League. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to uh, Wonder Woman. Now, I know they're not perfect movies, and they have problems. I acknowledge that. Uh but of course, there's been a shining light, there still is to me, of the movie The Batman, which was going to not only star Ben Affleck, but he was also going to direct. And, uh, you know, Ben, I think during his press run from his last movie, Run By Night, uh, he was always being asked about the Batman stuff. And I think he even sort of expressed his sort of frustration and like, man, no matter what I'm doing, everyone just keeps asking me about Batman. You know, it's like, fuck, I'm trying to do this other movie, y'all on this Batman so he's just kind of like you know I ain't doing that movie until the script is right and he's just kind of throwing these kind of funny little comments and then I think probably so in other words he was on his print stop asking me about Purple Rain anniversary yeah you know and, and then I think Warner Brothers probably had and say, hey man get out there and clean that up so you know he, he went out and said listen I'm gonna we'll do the movie uh, we're just getting it together but come on guys you know I'm I'm a fan too so you know it's just a process type of thing but everything is good well last week uh, the news came out that Ben has actually stepped down from directing the movie and is only going to star and he's still going to produce and, and write the script. But that has kind of sent a lot of it was a shockwave to a lot of people uh, that, wow, is, this, is there even more problems with DC in the cinematic universe? You know, is the Batman movie on shaky ground? Or, you know, people are already feeling like their whole movie slate is shaky. Um, but here's my opinion of it. I'm going to go around the room. Personally, that, that was a letdown to me. Like, I was like, damn. But as I thought about it, I had to say to myself, you know what? I don't think I respect him for stepping down because he probably saw that he would have been biting off more than he could chew. Uh, and what I mean by that is 
not only is he going to star as Batman, uh, and obviously it was a very physical role if you look at the what he did in the uh, he was in the Suicide Squad as well, and, and Batman v Superman. You know, he got yoked up. You know, he's wearing this very restrictive suit, and you know he's playing Batman. And of course, in the context, you know that he had played uh, Daredevil at one time and got roasted. And so he really was like, I'm going to double down, make sure this Batman thing that I do, I'm going to put my put my foot on it. And he did. And so I I think him having to do all of that, plus be the director of the movie. Uh, and of course, he's won Academy Awards for being a director. He's a great director, but he has never directed a movie on that magnitude of the special effects uh, and that whole thing. I've seen interviews with him talking about Batman v Superman, and he's just like, yo, I'm sitting there watching Zack, and I'm like, whoa, you know, I see this is a very big movie and so many parts going on and the technology and everything, just like I never dealt with any of that. And I think I, I think him looking at that, like how am I going to do all of that and then be in this suit and do my dialogue and all this other stuff, but I'm in charge of everything. And I think personally, the realization is, that's something that is very rarely done on that level. The only people I can think of would probably be like a Mel Gibson when he did some of the, uh, what's the dancing with wolves or? No, no, Braveheart. 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 When he, when he does these very big, yeah, I got to mix it. Well, well, Kevin Costner, I believe he direct now to disastrous thing with like water world or something like that. But these sort of grand, movies you know in scale and you're the lead actor and the director that is not something that is done on the regular you know there's a difference between being spike lee and directing and having a bit part (laughs) or being you know the guy in charge of this massive franchise let's be clear you know the batman franchise into itself is a huge thing being a part of a shared universe franchise is a huge thing but to actually star in that movie and direct it i can imagine you being pulled in so many different directions, you know, how does this costume look? What about the effect shot over here? Blah, 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 you know, it, you know, and then you have to deal to, with the actors. To, Go ahead. Just to correct real quick. Uh, Kevin Costa didn't direct uh, Waterworld. That was Kevin Reynolds. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. But still stuck. <laughs> but uh, in a sense, what I'm saying though, is like, I think that he probably real realizes, yeah, let me tone my ego down. Uh, and I'll probably, there's no way he probably could have done that movie uh, and not have probably would have probably heard some reports of him having a nervous breakdown <laughs> or this movie is falling apart. You know, Ben's not handling the press. I mean, if he's having problems dealing with the pressure of being on a press tour, being asked about the movie. So I would imagine how would he act when it's go time and them suits is on his neck, you know, and, and all of that. I mean, we hear about these directors um, what was my man that did Fantastic Four? Josh Trank. Uh, you know, he, had, yes. he went, you know, that whole thing, he went to shit. Uh, we saw how well, that they, movie was bullshit, though. Well, it wasn't because he, obviously he had some pro, you know, there was a different direction. There's a whole bunch of pressure on these guys. I mean, it's not, those are big movies. and But he's not even acting in the movie. So I can only imagine, like, the pressures that DC movies already have anyway to like burden that whole thing it had just probably been too much so I respect him stepping and say yo let me just do what I do let me handle that load which is a big load and you know let's collab you know they said they, he want to collaborate with the director and I do imagine that 
it's still going to be his vision of what that movie would be. But I just think that offload that directoral stuff task to somebody else. So I respect that. But that's a long winded answer for me. Uh, Sean Hill, man, what do you think about this news? Um, you know, I'm kind of on the fence about it. You know, I, I know Ben's a, a great director. He directed The Town and Argo and uh, although this latest one flopped. But um, I, again, I think, though, he probably said, you know what? The studio is probably already giving him notes. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't do this. You can do this. You need this shot. You need, you know. And as I've said before, these films are directed by committee. And he's like when... Um, um, was Ava? Yeah, Ava DuVernay was up for directing. I guess Black Panther. It was the same thing. Again, you know, her specialty is you know personal kind of films, and and so is uh, so is Ben. So I just think that there's probably just too much studio interference, too many notes coming, you know, coming in. He's like, yo, let me. I'm a director. Okay, I've got the Oscars already to you know to prove that I can direct, but they still are like you know again giving him the notes. So I. I'm kind of with you. Like, you know, he just said, hey, you know what? I'm going to let somebody else do this. I'm going to look good in the suit. I'm going to look good and out of the suit. I'm going to do my thing. I'm just going to, you know, act in it. I'm not going to worry about directing. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, get imagine it'd be one thing if it was his own creation. Like, you know what I mean? Or if you have yeah. more control. But this is Batman. <laughs> and so yeah. it's like, ain't no way. I don't care who you are. You, you ain't coming in like. Or I'm gonna just change the course. <laughs> no, you ain't, my yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> so I'm on one hand, but then again, you know, it's, when we say that, it's interesting because if you look at Zack Snyder, I mean, he comes in and says, "Listen, I'm doing Superman this way," and and sort of changes what you would think of Superman. You know, our expectations of what it would be. So I don't. It's very interesting. I, I'm I'm curious. You know, right. Warner Brothers at, prides itself to say that it's more artist-driven studio than it would be committee. That's this. That's what they say. But look at the results of what Zach did to Superman, though. But I, <laughs> so, I love it. But I love it. <laughs> well, 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 I, well I, I, you're, you're right. But I'm saying if if you go by their past performance, it seems like they do allow them to make the changes. So I, I don't know. It's just it's interesting. Uh, and Pooh, you know, you're a big comic guy. What do you think? Uh, I have to echo the sentiment of you and uh, Sean. Uh, I don't have a for me. I haven't seen the town. I did see Argo, although it was a bunch of Hollywood blowjobbing there that he got a Hilarious. Oscar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's I'm with the Oscar on that one. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched the movie. It was good, but it wasn't. This wasn't Citizen Kane or anything. So yeah, the, the town is better. Okay, uh, maybe one day I, when I'm bored, I might look through Netflix and find it. But it's not right. a priority. It's a dope um, movie. You actually need to see that movie. That movie's. That's on point. We're going I need, okay. Oh, all right. I'm going to hold you to that, yeah. Mike. Yeah. I'm sorry, annoying ass Dean. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, to be, to, to help to, to uh, put in on the script, to be a producer, which means he probably has some say on the overall look and feel of the film, the tone, what gets in, what's taken out, and then to be the director. I'm fine with saying, you know what, uh, that's that's way too much. And, you know, you have a point. Having to be in this suit, having to, to look at the lighting and all of the effects and all that, that stuff, that, that definitely can be taxing, especially, in my opinion, forget all the directing part. 
I want to know what that script is. Mm-hmm. I want to know if if the tone and the vibe of the film is right on paper first. I want to know that they're make that they're being true to the characters or that the interaction with the characters are, is doing going well. So I would rather Ben Affleck be have his hand on every line of dialogue, every conversation, every a plot point in that script. Than him directing now now again i've never directed and i i haven't been on a big budget film to know just how integral a director is to making or breaking a good or great film but if this script is not on point and and the product and he has his, he's a producer and him making sure that certain things are in the film make giving him the right budget make giving him this right uh sets and all that if that isn't right direct should be damned Mm. So I'm cool that he's not the director as long as he because I, I honestly feel that, you know, you, there's been rumors, but I honestly feel the reason why the scenes of Batman and Batman v Superman was so great was him and his uh, writing partner that was with him on Argo and the town looked at that script and made his scenes good. Mm. <laughs> so I'm like, as long as that's there, say that again. No, he said, fuck so, Superman. I'm playing my shit. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, interesting you say that uh, because the next day the story that came out was uh, that writer, actually, his, I think his name is Chris Terrio. Right, right. He actually, re- he, they just announced he rewrote the Batman script after Jeff Johns and Ben Affleck did the initial one. So, yeah. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah, so it looks like they. As long as that's there, right. Yeah. All right. Uh, man, Big Sexy. Take us us home on that one. You know, I did enjoy Affleck. I do enjoy, in in Batman, that is. uh, I did enjoy some of his direction. I think, like uh, Ant said, I don't feel the Oscar was warranted for Arico. That's some bullshit. But I also see that Ben is a very smart man. He does not want to direct by committee. DC has a track record outside of the, you know, the Batman films of stinking a place up when it comes to superhero films. And I think he saw the, the you know, the writing on the wall also that he can't do it the way he wants to do it. So he's not going to do it now. And I'll give Affleck this. He does have a certain comic book, you know, credibility and sensibility because he knows the characters. And if they're not going to let him do his thing as it should be, he stepped out and just said, fuck it. I'll be, I'll act in it, but I'll take this uh, directorial hit for it. Yeah, let's let, let's uh, finish it off by reading uh, Ben's statement on the situation. He says, There are certain characters who hold a special place in the hearts of millions. Performing this role demands focus, passion, and the very best performance I can give. It has become clear that I cannot do both jobs to the level they require. Together with the studio, I have decided to find a partner and a director who will collaborate with me on this massive film. I am still in this and we are making it, but we are currently looking for a director. I remain extremely committed to this project and look forward to bringing this to life for fans around the world. Uh, Warner Brothers, they say uh, Warner Brothers fully supports Ben Affleck's decision and remains committed to working with him to bring a standalone Batman film to life. Um, You know, I'll say this much. DC cannot survive. Well, they can survive, but. They can't really take another. If Ben was to walk away from this, in my opinion, they would they would have to just scrap the whole. They just scrap the whole universe because it would just be too many. It would be the massive L 
that it would just it would signal like they got problems beyond problems that they already got. Yeah. So they have to work with him some way to make that still happen. And the same point, if he, in my opinion, if Ben was to say I'm out of this, I don't think he necessarily should. He could take that L either. Um, you know, and I say that because you know that movie Live by Night that he just put out that was with Warner Brothers. Uh, you know, they said Warner Brothers, they took like a $75 million hit on that. Damn! So, so on one hand, again, I don't, you know, they, they're both being respective. To, you know, there's, no, there's no somebody saying, well, maybe because they took, he took such a hit, they're like, pump your brakes, partner. You just better be the actor. Or, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know how that is in the back room. It probably is a power play. Like, man, you're not really coming in a position of power no more because that shit flopped heavy. So, Let's reevaluate this situation, but we're not going to make you look crazy and you're not going to make us look crazy. So they both, to me, are sort of attached at the hip to make this thing salvageable and work. Like they can't just say we're not going to do a Batman movie. And I don't think he can just say I'm not going to do it because they would both take a, a massive L if they, you know what I mean? Like it would look like to him like now, again, we haven't seen Justice League. So I don't know. We don't know how that movie is or how it comes off. But I would imagine uh, the Batman franchise into itself is is bigger than that anyway. But he already has such a good cachet of, of respect from his role in the previous movie. And all the stuff he had been said in the press, he can't just walk away from it. And they got to clean this thing up. But I don't know. Man. I, I want him to have a good movie, man. I think... Uh, when you bring in Jeff Johns, you know, you brought his name out to sort of to clean it up and like, oh, we got the comic guy. He's going to be the Kevin Feige. And now you're starting to see, you know, ah, still and, and Ben Affleck's out there saying, I ain't doing this movie if it ain't right. And, you know, which is a weird thing to kind of say. So you know, I don't know if there was something else going on in the background or and maybe or was he trying to jockey to get more money? But then when his film comes out, and he caught that air. <laughs> he was like, well, I, I ain't going to be saying that shit no more because, you know, I need well, these motherfuckers. Uh, so I don't know, man. This is interesting. Caught that I, must say, I must say back in back in 2013, though, I I called that he was going to be in a, an effective uh, Batman. Um, in my review of Runner Runner, uh, I, I wrote, Affleck, on the other hand, steals the show and displays much bruce wayne swag that non-believers may actually convert to him being batman after seeing his performance in this movie yeah. so this was back in in 2013 that that i wrote that so i think uh aflac is is definitely uh definitely the the new bruce wayne yeah yeah he did his thing man um all right um any wait, other wait, wait, wait. oh go ahead if if jeff johns is on board you know, to oversee or whatever he's doing if it's, as far as the writing, that gives it instant credibility. And they should just leave Jeff alone and let him do his thing. And they could turn around with this one if, if they let Jeff Johns do what he does. Yeah, well, you know, the other side would say Jeff Johns was, his name was on that Green Lantern movie that they did. Oh! <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he has not had a movie hit on his hands he's had some tv stuff and of course he's an amazing writer in the comic books but i guess you know like i said we'll, we're, these next movies okay. we will see man 
Okay, I guess I'm gonna go ahead and get clowned by the uh, by the posse here. I don't think gr- that Green Lantern film was that bad. Now, oh. I did have a problem with Parallax, <laughs> the way it looked, but for the most part, I. I I gave it a slight thumbs up. Wow. I haven't seen wow. it, so I can't wow. see it. I mean, par- the parallax was horrible. That The guy with the big head, that was horrible. But I love the origin of Hal Jordan when they took them to Oa. Mm. I liked it. I liked the ending fight. I just wish parallax didn't look like a big, giant steam of milky turd. But you know, <laughs> whatever that was. <laughs> Uh, well, I couldn't get with it. Ryan, just the casting of Ryan Reynolds in itself was not right to me. Exactly. That's where he started and went wrong from there. Yeah, and if the star of the movie denounced the movie, then yeah, I'm going to side with the star. Then you. <laughs> so. Well, that depends on what you call a star. Here oh, go. Lord, no, no. How about the lead no. in the movie? How about that? Nope. Nope, not going there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> not going there. Christopher uh, ain't going to fall into that trap. Too cool for that. Um, other movie news quickly. I'm curious what movies you guys have seen recently. I, I went and saw the movie Split a week, a week ago. M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. I, 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 enjoyed the, I enjoyed that movie, man. I it, it was a dark movie. Uh, it was a thrilling movie. That dude was crazy. And at the end, it was a slight head buster. I was like, okay, this was on point, man. I, I really want to see more of what this thing has to offer. But, you know, his movies can be hit or miss. But I think to me, because he is a risk taker, uh, some of it should be terrible. Some of it is fabulous. But that's just the nature of how he gets down. But this was one of his good ones, in my opinion. I don't know. Has anybody else seen the movie Split? No, I haven't. I haven't I have seen it. Yeah, I, I thought it was, it was good. I, I was shocked. I looked it up, man. That, that movie cost like $8 million or something like that. That movie has made over $100 million. It think, only cost $8 million? Yeah. I'm like, that's got to be one of the biggest successful movies <laughs> And for a very long time, like God damn, because yeah, I think Blair Witch might still hold the record. Yeah, I don't know if it's the top, but I'm just saying, like, you got to tip your hat to be like, damn, for a little horror movie. Well, I've, yeah, yeah I I, I've, I've gone and I've been watching. I know, I know, Dean doesn't care, but I've gone and watched a lot of the Best Picture nominees, and uh, I've got still got Fences and uh, Manchester by the Sea to see so but um i would say out of the bunch that i've seen as far as i i think i think la la land is gonna get it say you know say what you will about it it's, it's a fantastic fantastic movie i think the the film that least deserves its nomination uh is hacksaw ridge i don't know if you guys have seen that one That's well the it's, mel the, it's the agenda it's the mel, we gotta get mel gibson back agenda well, you know, it's a it's it's a war movie, right? And if you've seen every other war movie, you've seen this movie. And and the people have asked me, is it worth seeing? And I, this is my answer: If you've never seen a war movie before, if you've never seen Save It Pri- Private Ryan, Platoon, Heartbreak Ridge, um, any of those, then yes. If you have, then then no, because it's the exact same movie. The only saving grace is the like. There's like a 30 minute battle sequence in the middle of it, 
that kind of rival Save It Private Ryan. I mean, it's, you know, bloody and body limbs are flying off and, and stuff like that. But other than that, I, I, I thought it was a snooze fest. And uh, what's his name? Uh, the Spider-Man, the, the previous Spider-Man, Gar- Garfield? Andrew Garfield? Yes. He was a bore. And I think he's nominated for... Oh, he sucks. And I'm like, really? I'm... So... I, I think think the the biggest surprise, at least out of the the nominees, was Lion. Uh, it's uh, it's a movie about this kid who gets lost and he um, is trying to find his home and he like grows up and moves to Australia and he's parented by Nicole Kidman and somebody else. Oh. That one was that one was really good. Um, so it's a white savior. I'm sorry. Lord have mercy. Uh, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. If you wanna, if you wanna call it that, then then yes, sure. Uh, but that one was really good. And then uh, hidden figures. Uh, and then I want to talk about one more. Hello, high water. I know, I know. Dean has seen it, right? You've seen it. We talked about it on the show. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I I I think Jeff Bridges for me kind of kill the movie because I've seen him give that performance now three times. It's that same slow talking that, that weird accent that he uses. Um, and it, and it just, it just took me out of it cause I'm going, he's doing it again. <laughs> uh, so I, that one I, I didn't care for, but, but like I said, I still think La La Land is going to be the film to beat. At least I, but I still haven't seen fences and Manchester by the sea. Oh, I'm right. curious to see what you think about Manchester by the Sea because Casey Affleck is getting all this press behind it. And I want to hear what you think. All right. I'm going to try to watch it today, but if not, I will watch it uh, next week because tomorrow's Super Bowl. Go for well, it. Since we did our year in, <clears throat> since we did our year in review, I've seen all of the, the great black films. I know I'm going to catch hell from... Again, this panel of great men, but Moonlight, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. You know, uh, the teenage years, I, I have to admit, I, I did like that. Naomi Harris killed it. But overall, but I think what ruined it, and no disrespect to Mr. Michael D, was hearing, hearing your review and pretty much knowing what was coming. That when I saw it play out on the film, I was just like, that wasn't as great as Michael Dean described it. So, <laughs> I was, gonna be, I was like, that's what the fuck? That's what Michael you, you, I spoiled it for you, I suppose. That's... I mean, yo, it's like the way you describe it, you like, damn, that sounds deep. And then when I watched it, I was like, that ain't how he said it went, but okay. <laughs> so you said I was lying. Well, yeah. So I'm kind you of saying, I'm kind of, <laughs> I, I'm kind of with Ant because I really didn't see, uh, I'm going to call him Ali because I can't pronounce his first name. Um, I I don't get the the nomination. I mean, he was which, okay, for which, but who, I, who's nominated? Which one is that in terms of the movie? He's he's the the guy that befriends the the little boy when he's little. Oh, that kid got nominated. No, not the kid. Not the kid. Yeah, Cottonmouth. Oh, Cottonmouth. Oh man, now he was phenomenal in that to me, man. I I don't I don't know. Maybe we we watched a different version of it. I, I don't know. I, I just. For me, Naomi Harris should have got a nomination. The she drug did. addict? Crackhead? Shit. <laughs> that ain't shit to do. <laughs> but she did. 
I I mean, I'm not saying she was bad, but I didn't think she did no. I mean, it's not too much acting to do that. But I hear you. Now, now the middle, the middle one, the middle, the the middle kid or whatever, he should have been nominated. I thought he was. I thought he was superb when he when he comes back to the school to. um, I guess we can spoil at this point. uh, Get his revenge. I thought that that he was. He 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 just had this steely look and on him and i just thought that that he was that he was great and the last guy i didn't i don't know i i the not the not the the main guy but the his lover i guess uh, i remember him from black or white oh yeah that dude is I dope just, man yeah i just i just remember him being good in that but not not really in this and i didn't really see i didn't i didn't see them having an attraction to each other after after all that time had passed right i i I just didn't i didn't get that so i mean it's it's a decent film i i can maybe see why the the academy nominated but i I definitely don't see it winning at all i don't see it winning anything and fences there is i haven't seen all the other uh best acting nominees but i'm gonna go out on a limb and say nobody gave a better performance than Denzel Washington in Fences. Nobody. That is his award, and I, God damn it, I'm going to have a one-man riot in this house. If he <laughs> <laughs> I ain't taking it all to the street. All that, no. <laughs> there are going to be some chairs tipped over, some, wow. some glasses on the floor. Yeah. If he does not win for that performance, I understand people say, well, it's a typical Denzel Washington performance, but goddammit, to me, it's freaking great. And he deserves that. Um, um, the To me, the robbery is McKelty, I think I'm saying it's right, his name right, McKelty Williamson, who didn't go full Michael retard. Michael T. Michael T. Yeah. Michael okay. T. <laughs> Michael T. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, like, come on. <laughs> who, who he didn't go full retard and was awesome in his performance. I thought it was really great, especially the ending. And I, I just can't believe he didn't get a nomination for that. Which character, and, uh, which character full is this? The, the, yeah, full retard from Tropic Thunder. Come on, man, keep up. No, which character is he? Are you talking about? <laughs> he plays uh, Denzel Washington's brother, the one that uh, had the was wounded in the uh, war. And oh, he was, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is that the yeah, Bubba Gump he, dude? That's Bubba Gump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. That's how I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was good, man. Yeah, and uh, Violet and Violet Davis definitely deserve earned that nomination too. Wonderful film. Uh, I'd say it's number three of the year for me. Now, yeah, it's a good movie, man. Well, here, here are the just so just so you know, here are the nominees for best actor: Casey Affleck for Manchester, Andrew Garfield, No Way. Ryan Gosling, he could win, but I doubt it. Uh, Viggo Mortensen, I haven't seen Captain Fantastic, so I don't know. And then Denzel. So as of right now, Denzel seems to be the kind of the favorite. It's going to be between him or um, uh, uh, Casey Casey Affleck. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping here that the backlash will start for Casey Affleck's (laughs) sexual harassment that that might deter some of the voters from rewarding him because they don't want to he- get the backlash for uh, that win. Oh, and why was Octavia Spencer nominated for Hidden Fences? You mean figures? Or Hidden Fences? 
Wow. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you were telling a joke for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> <Dead> serious. <laughs> to, well, to be to be fair, I've, gang I've, I've said <laughs> I've said it a couple of times too. Goddamn Golden Globes, because I wasn't saying it before that. But me, I mean, just one. I guess they just didn't think that they could get Taraji P Henson a nomination for Best Actress, which I think she deserved. That's the only yeah. thing I can think of. It's like what you said. It's like, who did the studio push? And I think that they believe they could get Octavia Spencer and they probably couldn't get Taraji P. Henson. But she deserved the nomination. She didn't for the best do actress. anything, though. Octavia didn't, didn't, didn't have one scene that made me say, wow, you know, she, she, she's putting it down. She, she is as good as she is in her, in her other movies, right? I mean, she didn't do anything extra special. To to warn a nomination again. That's just that's just my opinion. I mean, I get the politics as far as Taraji probably not being best fit or best actress material, but that's BS too. I, I think you know again. I I can look at some of the nominees and say, okay, she can go. Um, I mean, there's just no way you can look at look at that movie and say that. Uh, Taraji's performance is "quote unquote" worse than Octavia's. I mean, again, Octavia had nothing to do, and I guess they weren't going to give it to Janelle Monae, obviously. <laughs> so they had to give it to to um, uh, give it to Janelle. You would give it to Janelle. Well, not <laughs> never mind. Not going there. I'm trying to. I'm not going there. Um, but yeah, for me, Hidden Figures is a great movie, and it was. It was very, very, very close to dethroning Civil War, but the geek in me would not allow it. That's a great movie. <laughs> I'm going to watch it with my daughter. It's just, to me, it's just amazing. Even with the unneeded white savior moments that they added to the film that, you know, gives you, makes you give it the side eye. It's just great to see that, you know, black women, and it's not so much like a whole we shall overcome type of thing, or as uh, Mo Kelly would say, the Negro, you can't be smart. He would call it. We have to overcome the racism. It's you know it's there, but it's not like throwing it in your face. And then you right. just to me it. I liked it because you know there's the science part into it. You're seeing these people try to f- make uh, figure out all of this um, figures, so to speak, and uh, the, the math and solve these equations and get them to and from uh, in, into space and out of space. And then at the same time, the one thing I really liked about Octavia Spencer's character is is that. She saw the writing on the wall that, okay, here's these computers coming, which that hits to me because I'm looking like, oh, wow, that's, you know, it's kind of timely and how, you know, man makes these machines to replace man's job. And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to be smarter than them. I'm going to learn how to run that computer. Right. And then, and she didn't just say, oh, spoilers, I'm sorry. She didn't just say, okay, I know how to do this. Screw all those other black women who got this computer job as well, because that's what they call them computers. She taught them. So when she came up, she brought them with them. And I'm just like, I love that they depicted that in the film. I don't know if it's true or not, but I love that they depicted it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All righty. There you go. Uh, Big Sexy, have you seen any movies or anything lately? No, I have just been, you know, buried in work, actually. So, no, I have not seen any uh, new cinematic opuses. Opuses? (laughs) Opi? All no right. Movies. No <laughs> movies. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, t- go ahead. No, just I tell you what. Where I'm gonna be next Friday or maybe Tuesday if I can get tickets to the screening. 
uh, John Wick Dose. There you go. There I'm you moving. go. <laughs> I, I cannot wait for that. Yeah, it's gonna be. It should be. Hopefully, that's a good one. I, I can't wait either. All right. Uh, let's see. I don't know if there was anything in the TV world. I don't have anything. Does anybody have anything in that? Uh, you know, I didn't see it, but there's some talk on uh, <laughs> the new show Powerless that it's <sighs> not good. <laughs> what is that show? I don't know anything about it. It's a show. It's a sitcom set in the DC universe. And it's almost like uh, there was a book from Marvel got years ago called Damage Control, where people, the Damage Control company, would go around and clean up after big superhero fights and deal with the fallout from it on a real level, which was kind of funny. And this this show is a lot a lot like that. I have not seen it. Uh, I did listen to a review from iFanboy on it, and they say it's just a sitcom, but. I'm hearing not very good from, from other sources. Oh, it's a sitcom. It's a sitcom. Oh, interesting. It's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be. It's like... <laughs> I'm sorry, this show is bad. The jo- <laughs> I'm like, if this is the pilot, how did they give it a green light? Because I'm looking at this like, how do you have a show set in a universe with superheroes? The joke is, is that these people are trying to live in a world with superheroes... And you have, and it's just not funny at hmm. all. And I'm just looking at this like, okay, maybe this was just, the, this this is the bad one that they get out the way and it's going to be really good. But I don't have much faith in it. This, this, I mean, Vanessa Hudgens, bless her heart. I don't know why did they hire her for this. Who is a this. star? Is, is this tied into like the uh, Arrow and all that universe? You say DC. No. Believe it or not, they actually work for a company owned by uh, Wayne Enterprises, oh, and they're like near Gotham City, and they reference Batman. They oh, here's the thing. No, I mean, the, but but is it tied into those other shows? The other DC. Oh, those shows? other shows. At the moment, no. Oh, okay, gotcha. The big punchline to the of the first episode was they came up with this device that would let them know when the supervillain when the supervillain was near, and then. It just so happens that Batman, there's a news report that Batman was able to capture the Joker because of some new technology he invented that let him smell when Joker, that detected Joker's scent. And they're looking around like, and they're all looking around like, wow, Batman created something just like us? Someday I'd love to work for Batman. And we're just like, (laughs) all you do is just look at him like, we're supposed to laugh at that. And what's the name of the store they work for? I forgot the name of the uh, the company. Is it, is it Wayne, Wayne, Wayne like that? I I can't remember. What channel? Uh, what network is this show on? NBC uh, okay. Thursdays at eight thirty. NBC uh, nothing but crap. The Ugh. joke of the entire show was someday I'd love to work for a Batman, and I'm just like, get the fuck out of here! Wow, <laughs> well it just goes to show, man, that comic book stuff is so hot that they'll have a a sitcom yeah, yeah. in a you know, comic book world. So. I have never, I haven't seen it, but it sounds interesting the way you describe it. Uh, yeah, okay, you gonna you gonna walk away like I did with Moonlight? <laughs> Probably, yeah, I might. Just well, I know I asked in the chat. Uh, anybody see Training Day? I tried to record it, but I wasn't around. Was it any good? I, I haven't watched it. I actually forgot it was on. I, I I was I was thinking it was next week, so I was just wondering 
how it was. Now, the character is not named Alonzo or the other guy, so I'm wondering if they, you know, have, you know, created a new new universe with it or, or whatever, or I'm just curious if, to know if it's any good. Is the character, I mean, I don't know if it's a direct uh, adaptation of the film, but the the guy playing opposite of Chet from Weird, Weird Science looks a little young to be the Denzel character. Yeah, like I said, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know if it's, you know, how it relates to the movie. And then my thing is, is it going to take place during a day? <laughs> because it's training day, uh, not training uh, Looking at Wikipedia, days. it says it takes place 15 years after the events of the movie. So, oh, so it's not so it's not those characters. Not the characters now. Okay, cool. So, I'm, I'm okay my name that. is what just like uh, go ahead. Well, I was just trying to see what network it on. That's that's the size. Oh, see, yeah, I'm not watching. If this was on like, <laughs> like FX or you know cable where they could get it in, but yeah, I already know this is gonna be corny. It's like just like uh, Sean said about Lethal Weapon. Like, why did they name it Lethal Weapon? It, it's Weapon. really. What? Well, it's probably essentially a sequel to Training Day. Uh, but fifteen years? How, how? How? Where's the ramifications? Or maybe they are dealing with the events of what happened. I'm just guessing. I, again, I have, yeah. Anton Fauquou was executive producer. Jerry Buckheimer. I mean, you got big guns on here, so that's why it's called Training Day. It's well, tra- I, Training I, Day because they know they can get some money. I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> Anton. <laughs> What's that? An- Antoine, who, Mike? Uh, fuck who? Fuck you. I don't know what I need to get Anton. <laughs> Shit. Fuqua. 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 Why, why are his parents named him that? <laughs> no, he come from the no, Joneses. No, he's from Cleveland. Uh, no, he come from the Joneses. I guarantee you his granddaddy ain't called Fuqua. But anyway. <laughs> Jenkins. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't think they have like a, a, a lethal weapon show. Uh, they got all kind. Of, I mean, it's, that's where we at, man. I don't watch none of them, but hey, if they work, they work. And I just read, I just read the other day they're coming out with a SWAT. Even at, so, it's okay. uh, yeah. and I you think it's based on. SWAT. Yeah, well, another SWAT. I think it's based on the movie, the not the. Original so TV show. So you're gonna have yeah. a TV show based on a movie, which was based on a TV show. Based on a TV show. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> where hey man, that's that's Lame. where. Yeah, that's where we are now. But uh, you know, a lot of these things. Uh, again, I always think they make these. They know that they can just do one season, and then you can dump it on a digital thing like Netflix, and it just makes money forever. It doesn't even matter if it went on. Like I mean. They're going to get paid on it regardless. And there's always going to be somebody that's going to stream it, you know, over the course of these years. So I, I tend to think oh, a lot of these TV shows are just made to, it's like, oh, whatever. Just, just green light the first one. Even if they don't even show them all I, on, on regular TV, they know they got them in the can. They can show them on Amazon or Netflix or something. Now, I heard uh, through the grapevine that uh, Lethal Weapon is going to feature and if you guys know familiar with the movies, you definitely know this character's name. Going to feature Leo Getz um, upcoming uh, oh. episode. Oh, come on! But you know it ain't going to be Joe. You know it's not going to be. It's going to be somebody else. But oh, this is going to be some bullshit. Are they playing the same characters in that show? Yes, yes, oh. they're playing Riggs and Murtaugh. But they have totally changed 
Rick Murtaugh. They've changed them so much that this is what I'm saying. I'm like, why even call the show Lethal Weapon? You could have called it anything. But we wouldn't um, be talking about it. If- <laughs> Riggs, is, Riggs is from Texas. He wasn't from Texas in the movie. Uh, Murtaugh has heart problems. He didn't have heart problems in the movie. Uh, Trish is a lawyer. She was a housemaker in the in the movie. I mean, there's so many but you know, come on, you know, a, a, a sister got to be strong and independent. Well, I, I agree with you, but I'm just still just saying the changes that they they've made so many changes that it it almost doesn't feel like even Riggs himself, his character is not as crazy as the Riggs in the movie. Yeah, that's the, after episode three, and I picked up on this wasn't the Riggs I knew. I was like, okay, I'm done. Even though I wanted to support Damon Wayans, but. Nah, man. Hmm. But the crazy thing, I still, I still like the show, which is which is weird. I just try to put out my mind that it's Lethal Weapon, <laughs> and that it's that that's Riggs and Murtaugh. Right. right. That is some bullshit, Murtaugh. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, these shows they just they're for a different generation that probably don't know the movies, so they're like, "Ooh, how can you not know Lethal Weapon one and two at least?" Uh, I got a sixteen-year-old; he don't know nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why Sit would he down, right man. he doesn't he doesn't that's not what he he'll tell you everything about fast and the furious and you know the movies that came out during his time but yeah, sit him down son i'm gonna show you oh, a man. cop movie to end all cops and they'll watch that and well, look at you like really <laughs> well i, I hate for us to, <laughs> I hate for us to go fully off the tracks but uh speaking of like films from my childhood that um my kids have no idea about i showed uh my boy uh the princess bride and he loved it so my faith in millennials has been restored i've never seen that movie There's, what There's black people in i know of it but the I've princess never seen it. Br- <laughs> oh my god <sighs> i'm just kidding this kid man just doesn't seem like you're you know the Princess Bride. How, I, you mean with uh, the tank and Andre the Giant? Yes. You never seen that, Mike? Mm-mm. Nope. That even look, That's it the greatest fairy tale film ever. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Whoa. Whoa. I ain't saying wow. it's bad. I just, I just doesn't hold appeal up, to hold me. Hold on. I want Ant to repeat what he just said. <laughs> yes. The greatest fairy tale film ever. Yes. Better than Snow White, Sleeping Beauty. Wow. Now, see, I would, put, I would put uh, Wizard of Oz, you the original yeah, Wizard you of Oz Wizard. in that one. But, nah, no, no. But, but that's not. Nah. Hey, whatever, man. Princess <laughs> Bride over Wizard of Oz, too. Yep. You're going to lose all your black fans. You better just stop. <laughs> just stop talking. No, wait. You said the Wizard of Oz or the Wiz? The Wizard of Oz. I don't like the Wiz. <laughs> okay, I don't like yeah. it. I'm sorry. What did you say, Michael Dean? I said I was talking about the Wizard of Oz. I don't care for the Wiz at all. Oh, I wish Q was from here. That I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I understand its cultural ramifications, and I respect it. It just doesn't appeal to me. It's not a good movie. To Even me. with Mike Jackson, that one <laughs> little part. I, I Mike was dope, you know, but I don't like the movie overall. I just think it's no, yeah. Nipsey no, no. Russell alone is bad enough to kill a movie. <laughs> okay, uh, Rashad, real quick, you said that I'm gonna lose all my black fans for that. Which film go. are you saying is better than it? I'm not saying any film is better than that. Just the fact that you like it and given your your oh. pro-black stance of oh. late, of, 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 of many years that I've known you, that's Damn. what leads me to make those, those comments, sir. 
Uh, did you back up before you ran over me with that bus? <laughs> <laughs> Am I lying, sir? Am I? Do you, should we go back and? Oh. You might have. You know, we 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 we've expanded our our fans, so we might have new listeners that don't know that. You just <laughs> <laughs> bringing up old shit. Yeah, but, uh, but to get back on track. Uh, All right, we got. Let's watch. move forward here. We've got limited time. I'm gonna make sure we get this one in. Uh, so we're gonna oh, shift, no new edition? shift gears. Say it again. No new edition story. Uh, quickly, quickly. What were your thoughts on the new edition? I'm still kind of mad that they showed Bobby Brown in a hotel room snorting cocaine with a scale. <laughs> like, what the hell? Come on. I saw that. I'm like, why they got my man looking that wild? But other than that, well, it's true. He's <laughs> <laughs> a wild guy. I cannot. I'm sorry. I just can't imagine this dude was weighing out his lines before he sniffed him. That was that was some bull there. He went on stage and a and a little bindle fell out. Yeah, that's that's damn. That so crazy. come on, man. Bobby was wild. Yeah. But yeah, it was a great film. I can't believe BET directed it. Too many goddamn uh, musical performances, but whatever. Oh, and I hated. I, I absolutely hated the fact that the uh, finale of the film is new. All six members of New Edition performing at a BET event. I'm like, come on, BET. Come on, you you knew that was coming. I was like, come <laughs> on, man. Come on, you, man. You're complaining that the New Edition story had too many musical numbers. Yeah, it's like every time we turn around, I'm like, get back to the story. Well, they had like film three nights, man. You know, six hours is a lot of time to put in. That's like that's like, saying, that's like saying Sign the Times has too many musical numbers. What? I mean, but that's Prince. <laughs> oh, Sign the Times. You ain't got nobody movie. playing here, Prince. <laughs> well, Purple Rain has too many musical yeah, again, numbers. Again, that was Prince. That was the time. That was Ve- <laughs> Apollonia Six. So it, it, it was them. It wasn't somebody playing them. I, I thought that, like, I, I thought the musical been... numbers were excellent, but I do agree that it was a little long at times. I but, think, but I thought they were all they're... done very well, though. I think the sequence where they're doing their solo stuff that went on that was a little long, but other than that, I, I didn't have a problem with it. No, it was and a I very love... well done movie. Uh, I actually watched it all in one sitting. Oh and, shit! And it was great. Now I didn't have no commercials, so just you know, three hours or what it blew by, but it was excellent, man. And name it, Mama. Of course, she's Bobby Brown's mama. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, woman can get a kid right. It <laughs> <laughs> was like a. It was like a. There was that one scene. It was like a, a wire reunion. It was naming and uh, Barfield Avon, Avon like, oh, was in the it. hallway. <laughs> I was like, damn. She so, like. She's like, we better put it. I mean, Bobby. <laughs> You're kind of question: Is she actually playing a character, or is that just her? Because it's the same goddamn style. It so was. It was. <laughs> Nothing to fuck with. Uh, yeah, it was great. Great casting there. That scene where they was all they was all cool when it was like getting rid of uh, Ronnie's uncle, and then when uh, Bobby was a problem, it's amazing how the sister. First of all, I, I, okay, here's my little nitpick on it. They made those women look bad, in my opinion. Yes, yes. They made them look bad. 
they was ready to kick uh what's oh what's his name jones what what's his name uh brooks the uncle brooks brooks there you go it was ready brooks to kick Payne. brooks to the curb knowing he didn't know what he was doing he was just trying to help them get a buck help them get started help them get their fame and then the moment supposedly bobby's a problem they turn on each other and just ain't picking up old girl's uh uh phone calls anymore which she won in the end because i mean hell she was rolling with whitney in there so she got she won that but yeah, they made those women look bad, and it was. And what made me even mad was I saw someone tweet, uh, "Once again, those mothers are getting screwed." And I'm like, "Damn, the mothers! They ain't did nothing. All of them did was birth them. them the the uh, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, and Ralph—they the ones out there getting, no <laughs> doing all that work, and they, they got a dollar eighty-seven to their names. Come on, that one scene where Mama's it's all of them." That one scene where it's all of them, all the moms, like nobody else is in the scene but the moms. I was like, come on, that that's cutting room floor material right there. That was just so, so unnecessary. But other than that, that was, I mean, again, I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I mean, it, it just goes to show when done right, these these movies. I mean, I, I'm curious. I think it was a made for TV sort of thing. So I don't know how that would have played in the theater. But it was exceptional TV. It was like, it shows you, this is how, you know, when you see those great TV shows and they're done well, I was like, they took a biopic and exceeded all expectations. Like, it was, it was amazing. It, I love that they let it go long in terms of t- using the multiple nights to really give that story the juice and to show everything. Because they didn't, couldn't even, still couldn't show everything. But I just felt like there was so much we never knew about New Edition that they showed us. And it was like, wow, okay. These were real guys. Yeah, like I never knew about, they went through real stuff. Uh, the, all. all that stuff with Ricky on on that stuff. I didn't know about that, and I didn't know that either. Yeah, so it was. I, so, yeah, I think like everybody, it was it was very well done. I hope it opens the door for more quality biopics. You know, yeah. How would you compare amazing. it? How would you compare it to the the Jacksons? Would you? I was better than the Jacksons. I put it right what? up there. They were right up there t- tight to me. I think it was better. I haven't seen the Jacksons in a long time, and I loved it when it came out. But I thought they were—it's—it's it's right up there. Like it's one of the classics to me. I think yeah. the acting is better in this one than. Well, I mean, the kid actors, like the people who play New Edition, were better than the people who played the Jacksons. Exactly. But, I mean, Catherine and Joe Jackson—they—they they, the actors who played. I mean, Angela Bassett. Angela Jackson. Bassett is calm, man. Yeah. So they—they—they <laughs> they, they killed that role. Uh, the thing that, that let me know is like, okay, I guess uh, um, the Houston family was like, yeah, BT, no, no. That, <laughs> Bobby Brown married nobody. Because yeah. all of a sudden, Bobby Brown was apparently been single that whole time. Yeah, I think, too, it's not Bobby's story and it's not Whitney's story. So it's kind of like, I can see why they would leave that out. It doesn't really, it's not the Bobby Brown story per se. I wasn't mad about that. It, I totally didn't expect them to mention it anyway. It's just like, I don't really want to hear about that. I already know about that. I hope people who saw this, especially young people in the music business, see once again how a manager or a label will fuck you. Because that's what happened to these kids. Yeah, there was a lot of good game in this movie. The the stuff I really want to dig deeper into, and I believe he's dead, unfortunately, is like guys like Gerald Busby. Uh, yep. The guy Tank played, you know, I remember, I remember hearing his name so much back in those days, and also the guy that uh, what's my man? Uh, I can't think of his name right now. 
He was an above the rim. He was the other guy. He was playing Louis Sauer. Dwayne Martin? Dwayne Martin. That guy, uh, if you go back and look at a lot of your 80s records, his name was synonymous with R&B uh, records back then. I really want to know more about that that guy, too. He's kind of like the early L.A. Reeds of the time, uh, of those yep. days. But, uh, yeah, it was a lot of game in that movie. I, I'll say this and let you guys finish. To me, the coldest parts, though, that I walk away with, I look at Brooke Payne's uh, character. And they did him wrong, man. I don't think he, no, he, he didn't do him wrong. He, he was, no, no, they did him wrong. Oh, I would agree. I, I could see that. But to me, he was like the real backbone of the whole thing because he essentially took these fatherless boys, right, and gave them some discipline and guidance as a man that they yep. didn't have at home. And really shaped the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't until they got with him, he kind of made them into men. Said, listen, man, we can do something great. Here's the ground rules. We're going to put in some work. I'm going to show y'all how to do it. And I don't care what your mom and them talking about. When you come in here, we got to get down. And he got them as a unit, man, to go out and do their thing. Even when they left him, even old boy, the manager realized, yo, I need that father figure cat to come back to really put this group so it can blow up because without him, it ain't nothing. And to this day, they still got him in that position. That's why I think his story to me is like, I was really like, man, that dude was a, was a thankless cat. You know what I'm saying? He said, I put my own money in this. You know, I ain't making no money. And I feel for him because I know he was, he didn't know the game either. You know, he didn't know about the yeah. royalty and stuff. He was very naive. But I respect it when he said, you know what? No, I'll fall back. I'll take the L. Y'all go in and do your thing. I, res- I wish you success. Keep it pushing. I was like, I was like, that's a, that was a real dude. You know, he, you know what I mean? Like he wasn't trying to get rich off of them. He was just trying to make sure they'd be the best men they could be. So I, I, I watched it. I was like, man, that was a dope little lesson right there. You know, to mentor somebody. <laughs> you know, one thing I kind of took from it was um, like, you, you look at the temptation story, which is, you know, kind of mirrors, an East story and you get, you know, five people together, whatever, from different backgrounds, you know, different, whatever. But for whatever reason, they just cannot come together. You know, I mean, they come together for a limited time, but it's, it's that it's the stuff that always seems to happen. One person gets the ego. One person thinks they're the leader or, or, or whatever. And it's, it's the same story. It's, it, you know, it's either money or ego or both that comes between groups like this. Yeah, I think the cold thing about this, which is even different from the Jacksons or any other group, is that each one of them, to various levels, had legitimate big success, right? Where normally right. it's just usually a one-person deal out of a group that would, you know, Lionel Richie, could, okay, the rest of the group, you're not going to know who their names are. Uh, the, the Jacksons. Well, no, I'm just saying he's a star. Michael right. Jackson, the star. Now we know who the other names are, but ain't none of them coming close to having some legitimate success. Maybe Jermaine, but the whole group. But you got to give him credit. New addition. I mean, you assume it's going to be Ralph, but actually, okay, Bobby blow up, JG yeah. blowing up, BBD blowing up, and then Ralph still even had his. But they all legitimately was the shit. And so for it to even come back as a group, we actually never really have seen nothing I can think of on that level. So I do give them credit for that. I was like, okay. And then, and then Biv, you know, Bivens doing his business thing. 
I was like, wow. Okay. Okay. He's probably still eating off of Voice to Man. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a, it's a, hey, okay, it's a very good interview with him uh, on Ebro on uh, Hot 97. I think it was just last week. And it really get into the whole Voice to Men and did he fuck them? Because they sort of touch on it a little bit in that movie when Biv is on the phone. You don't know who he's on the phone with. Did you read your contract? Yeah. So there was a whole was thing. Like, wow. with, there was a whole thing with uh, Boys to Men. But he explains how he set them up so that they could never come talk to him greasy like that. And it was very interesting how he broke it down. But you, you, I'll well, they, you research on that. They did a song with BBD on their new oh, album. So yeah. I don't yeah, know. He gave them their publishing back. Because uh, he knew wow. he knew he was going to be eating more than they would. And he's, he's like, I know how we felt after a certain part. So he was like, I know they was going to come at me wild. So I just decided to let them have that. So they so it wouldn't even be no problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm getting more money from you. But you know what? Here, you earned it. Take it back. Uh, very, very interesting I gotta, guy. I got to take a look at that. Yeah, he's a very interesting guy. I, I was very, very interesting. Uh, but yeah, look. It was, a, it was a good ass movie. I want to see other ones. They, they said Jodeci's coming next. I want oh. to see that. Oh boy! Yeah, I want that to see one. that. That'd be interesting. Um, you know, all right, it's funny. Go ahead. The moms, you know, threw uh, Elon Barksdale out and got Michael Rappaport, and then I may have to watch this part again. But at one point, MCA gave Rappaport a million dollars. Did the guys get any of that money? No. Or did uh, did he give MCA MCA gave uh, Rappaport the million for Fast Break Productions, and then Fast Break gave them gave the new edition. So essentially, Michael Rappaport pulled a pebbles on these kids. Well, yep. yeah, I mean, but he, he did with a lot of how they work. You know, they signed a product. He had a production deal with MCA, yep. so they signed a record contract to Rappaport. Rappaport ain't giving them no million dollar advance or whatever. <laughs> Bullshit. You know what man. I mean? That's how the game. That's why I love like Jared Buddies. He, he's like, ain't nobody swindle you, but that's the game. You, you didn't know what you was signing, but they ain't got nothing to do with me. I did. I did, I did good man. business. You know, but <laughs> but anyway, we, we only have minutes. Unfortunately, I wanted to get into another thing here too that you mentioned at the beginning. Uh, I wish we had Q here too. I need to go. He ran with this, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I got to get bring up my man, Reverend Daryl Scott, uh, <laughs> a, a, a Cleveland, Ohio. You mean you mean Brian Pumper, Bri- aka Brian Pumper, aka Lloyd Banks. Uh, this guy is a piece of work. Uh, now, if you've all seen that footage where Trump is having his, uh, it's like a Black History meeting, uh, and it was on CNNs, or probably on all the channels, and he going around the room, and you know everybody's kind of. You know, blowjobbing everybody metaphorically. Ew. Uh, a lot of bullshit talk. <laughs> you know, after everything is said, there's that sort of fake laugh, you know. Ha ha ha. Yeah, me being married for. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but when you get to my man, Reverend Daryl Scott, he drops a, a classic one for 2017. Already, January, in February, he drops a classic. And he says to Trump, I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, um, I just got off the line or just been in contact, been contacted by the top gang thugs of Chicago. 
I don't understand that phrase. Top is there a top ten ranking that I'm not aware as, of? As opposed to the lower level gang thugs or the middle grade gang thugs. So if you just look at that statement, it's a disrespect unto so. You, uh, if I wasn't talking to the top gang members, you wouldn't call them thugs. That would be disrespectful, like the, the top gang members or something. So his whole phrasing, you can know he was lying out the gate. Top gang thugs. <laughs> Right, knows he don't but know no, what he's no, talking no, about. He was talking to a white man, so he had to oh, make, yeah. it, we, make it relatable to him. Sure, okay. So he's cooning it up, right? So the top gang thugs, they want to have a sit-down meeting with you. Now, he's, now, keep in mind, I don't care how you feel about Trump. He's talking to the President of the United States on TV. <laughs> right. And he's saying, the gang thugs want to meet with you to get the body count down essentially for some federal funding programs. He said, they respect you, right? He, I, I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, they respect you. They respect this administration. I just got off the line with them. And then, you know, Trump is like being Trump. And he's like, hey, that's good. But if they don't get it done, I'm going to get it done. But then Brian Pumper dumbs, uh, uh, excuse me, he double downs on it. He's like, no, they told me these words myself. They want to work with you. I was like, why are you like tripling down on the lie? Like, you sound crazy. Like, he's like, these are the words out of their mouth. Come uh, find out. He, quote unquote, misspoke. He says, this is tweet. He says, not gang thugs, former street guys that are now community activists. My bad. No harm or disrespect. That's what he said. He says, my bad. No harm or disrespect intended. And then he says, I'm a former street guy, too. I can believe that. I can believe yeah, that. Hustler. Shucking. I'm a hustler, baby. This, this, is the, this is the actual an example of shucking and jiving. He's trying to get a seat at the table. So he'll say whatever he thinks. Like, oh, Yes, sir. Listen, I'm in charge now. I can go get you connected to the top gang thugs. Okay? <laughs> I know the streets now. Sir, I know the streets, sir. I can get you in touch with them. And, now, and when the guy's like, you know, the quote-unquote the man, he's telling you, well, hey, that's cool, but we're going to do what we're going to do if they can't get it done. No, now listen, man. These are the words out of their mouth. They told me they want to meet with you. They respect you. This is a classic. This is when they say cats be or cooning or selling out. That's exactly what that is. And the, 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 the disheartening thing to me about that is that he's, quote unquote, a preacher. So if a guy that is of the cloth, right, has a large congregation, if he could get in front of arguably the most powerful man in the world. He can get in the head of this country, the president. And on TV when he knows the cameras are rolling and there's a room full of people and he can tell a bold face lie like that. You really have to question what other shit that comes out of his mouth. You know, is you have to question his whole credibility as a man, because not only are you selling out your own people, you're selling your own respect out. You don't respect the country to even say something like that, because think of all the real people that are dying in them streets that need somebody to speak up. So you don't even respect that. So you have to question, how is he, you can't follow, in my opinion, you can't follow nothing he say. And then when questioned about it, 
the his his answer or his you know even apologize I misspoke. I was sleepy. He said I wasn't fully awoke. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, man. They should he should everyone in his congregation should walk the fuck out. I, and and when people still follow somebody like that, I said I just wash my hands. I I, I can't do it. And then I need nothing I could do for you. I, you're stupid. Straight stupid. I was sleepy. <laughs> yeah, somebody questions him on Twitter. It says uh at Top Gang Thugs, at Pastor D Scott. Cause top, what? Yeah, it's, wow. it says cause top thug gang sounds stupid as fuck, and he replies back. The preacher, he says, it did sound pretty stupid. I have to admit that, but hey, my brain wasn't all the way woke yet. Oh God, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> then why are you at the White House speaking to the president? Seriously, on TV, if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Just it, 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 it's incredible to me, man. Incredible. This is what again, man. I'm not. And I ain't. I ain't all. I ain't pro Trump, but I ain't all that uh, trouble. But I'm more mad at cats like this because these are real sh- shaky, shady type of individuals, man. That cats would be lying on some shit just so he can get his own little benefit. That's the only reason he did it. He ain't doing it for nobody else but his own personal gain. He want to be right next to the boss. So, <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's disheartening, man. Uh, there yeah, you go. I mean, when I just, it, it, it was just, first of all, for him to say top gang thugs, it was just like, my dude, you really couldn't have came up with something better than that? Like, come on, man. And it was just so blatantly well, like, because I remember I'm, Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, remember the audience that that he's speaking to. <laughs> so that's all. Yeah. That's all I had to say on that. Yeah, but the but thing just... is, Trump and them are not stupid. I don't right. care what you say, but trust me, they ain't stupid. <laughs> they gonna tell you some bold faced lie, but they know they're telling you some. Sh- but they'll know if a nigga's act saying some stupid shit, and they know <laughs> that nigga's lying. They they already, they already know why he's there. Like ah, oh, let's right. get some coons up here. Yeah. Yeah, you know, ha ha. Let's go get the preachers. But I don't put that past. That's what I'm saying. He ain't stupid. This guy is just a sellout. He he's a bottom feeder person that's only out for personal gain, and he got exposed. So he he would say that. I, that's what I said. I would question. He is saying. Who knows what he's saying on the on the pulpit? First of all, I want to know if he has a pulpit. You know. He, well, I'm not say you're a preacher, but exactly. A lot of preachers running around. Where is your degree from? Where are you? You're ordained. What's up? Uh, get out of here. Where did you do seminary? Uh, get out of here. And to take it even further, on on the real, it's like this is some real. This is some real stuff going on in Chicago. And to try to just get up there and blatantly lie, like you got a direct line to the the people that can lower the body count, not not end it. But lower the body count for some social aid, social aid programs. I'm just like, I'm just looking at you like, God damn, bro, you really are gonna do what you have to do to get to get a buck. Yeah, it's, it's and, it's, and it's, lower the body count, not not end it. <laughs> just, lower, yeah, yeah, we'll, just, just, we'll just bring it down a few notches. <laughs> I mean, it don't even make <laughs> no sense. The whole thing just sounds stupid, Ugh, ridiculous. <laughs> I know they Trump and I be looking at them like. 
oh, yes. Yes, yeah, some dumb. <laughs> like, whew. We ain't got to try it's that like, hard. <laughs> it's like, we rolled out some butter biscuits. They yeah, I mean, they're like, damn, I wouldn't even. I, I mean, damn, I, we put a plate of chillings in front of I mean, god damn, what the. <laughs> Just he's like, that one girl, that one girl says she dropped it like it's hot for us. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, man, unfortunately, I'm going to have to cut this. I did want to wow. get some other stuff, but I got to get rolling. But, uh, yeah. Oh, real quick. Let me say, too, man, there's a lot of there's a lot of issues going on in this country. That's an understatement. <laughs> right. There's a lot of dis, uh There's a lot of or there's protesting. You know, there's a lot of voices out here. There's a lot of madness going on with different laws and different things that are being passed and stuff. And this is a stressful time, man, for a lot of people. All I'm saying is don't let it pull you down so much that it pulls you out of who you are as a person. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you can be mad or you can be happy, but let's just have some respect. Put some respect on it. That's all <laughs> I'm saying because I've seen some uh, footage respect. of people. Yeah, I've seen people cussing, you know, just really mad and cussing and just fuck but yeah i i'm not i can't really talk you can't have conversations and dialogue and try to build and solve something if everyone is just boiling hot till they can't even it's so emotional they can't even chop it up you know what i mean like we still got to be smart that's all i'm saying we got to be smart and strategic yeah um, that that's one thing that's one thing on on my page i don't i don't you know, I would get into political stuff, but name calling and and all that I, on either side. I right, don't, right. I don't, I don't tolerate that. I'm like, no, keep it. If you can't talk civil, then take it elsewhere. Yeah, because it's just you're not gonna get. We're not gonna get nothing solved like that. Um, so yeah, man, we just got to be smart. That's all I'm saying. Be smart about what you're gonna do, uh, and you know, put in the work, but be be strategic you know have a goal or have a plan don't just get caught out there in somebody else's situation and you don't really know what you're talking about you know so there you go uh with that real quick big sexy where can they find you uh big sexy yes twitter big sexy and sack facebook mark wiggins sean hill uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Hill Street Views. Uh, the blog will be back. I feel like the blog is now Big Sexy's website. It's been dormant for a while, but. Oh, really? Uh, oh, really? <laughs> hey, it's been a while. Come on, Big Sexy. It's been a while since I've wow. commented on, on the website. Play the sick card, uh, <laughs> uh But anyway, the, the website, hillstreetviews.blogspot.com. Check out some of the uh, old archive reviews there. And I'm also on Facebook under Sean Hill. All right, so we have we we, we bring ourselves up and drag our brother down. But no, just, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do. That's what this we Trump's you do. Yes, yeah, Trump's America. <laughs> wow. Uh, Ampoo. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Ampoo. You can find me if uh, if you're in the right circles on Facebook at Anthony Kennedy. And uh, I'll be on uh, tonight. I'll be on 65th of Vermont with the other top gang thugs lowering that body count. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We'll get you those federal programs right away, ASAP. <laughs> All right, you catch us here at podcastjuice.net, uh, also on uh, what Facebook, Podcast Juice, and also Twitter at Podcast Juice. Um, 
I think I, I guess I need to get more organized with my website because people keep saying I don't know how to email you, Mike. But you can email me at Michael at podcastjuice.net. That's where you can uh, send your stuff. So do that. With that said, yo, we got to get out of here. Work it like a job. Enjoy your day. We will see you next time. Peace. I'll talk to you.